and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar, and I believe that God wants to fill up heaven. He wants everyone to be saved, including you. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, And the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it, and then the end will come. That's the gospel, the good news of Jesus' true salvation. I pray that as you hear this message, it will encourage you to read the Bible for yourself. Seek the truth. Ask God to open your heart, eyes, and mind to understand what His Spirit is trying to tell you. The episode will begin after a short message. Tonight, I'm going to tell you about my colorful ethnicity, walking both lines of the racism line. Today, I watched a powerful video of an event last night um, in North Phoenix. I was blown away by the heartfelt, very personal account each speaker told of their experience with racism. I felt compelled to tell my story of walking both sides of the line. I'm Puerto Rican. I was born in Puerto Rico to Puerto Rican parents of Spanish and Portuguese descent. After two and a half years old, at two and a half years old in 1957, my parents decided to move to New York. My father went first to secure a job at an apartment in the Bronx, then sent for my mom and me. I remember that as the neighborhood started getting quote unquote bad, we kept moving until we moved all the way north out of the city. Our second apartment in the Bronx on Bruckner Boulevard was a nice middle-class co-op. We lived on the 15th floor with a northern view that included Yankee Stadium to the east. And I remember every 4th of July, kneeling on the couch, watching the fireworks over the city. A girl in my class, Paula, lived on the 10th floor of my building. I liked her. We were friends. One day, her mother invited me over for dinner. I asked my mom, and she said no. Then she added that she didn't want me hanging out with her at all. This was first grade. At that time, I just did what my mom said. I mean, who was I to argue? However, years later, after I graduated college and we moved back to Puerto Rico, she told me not to date guys with quote-unquote kinky hair, or as we say in uh, PR, pelo malo, or bad hair. Rebel that I was, I dated not one, but two guys that matched that description. I remember one day, one of them asked me to go out on a Sunday afternoon. I told him that I had to go to my cousin's kid's baptism at my aunt's house. He asked me if he could come. I shook my head and I'm like, I don't think it's a good idea, I told him. He asked me why. Because of, and he touched his arm pointing to his black skin. I replied, yeah, sorry. I felt so bad. The rebel in me should have taken him to the party and the whispering and the looks just let him happen. But no, I was a good girl and went to the party alone. So, yep, my mom was a racist, a bigot, prejudiced. My dad wasn't. He was in sales, so he had to be nice to everyone who walked in the store. I don't think I ever heard a prejudiced word from him. Mom passed away this past Christmas. I hate speaking ill of the dead, but it's true. All this that's happening in America right now brought it all up again. The other side of the line. In high school, it was a different story. We were about an hour north of New York City in a small town. At that time, it was a small town called Chester. 
We lived in a nice middle-class development about a half a mile north of town. Our house was at the top of a cul-de-sac hill with a nice view. In school, kids thought I was Italian. Brown hair, brown eyes, light skin. When I said, no, I'm Puerto Rican, they responded with, you don't look Puerto Rican. And then I asked, well, what does a Puerto Rican look like? And that shut them up. <laughs> On occasion, I was bullied and called spick. Yes, I just ignore them. I never, however, uh, uh, I never, however, that I know of was discriminated because of my foreign sounding name. I just know that people had a hard time spelling it. DNA, ethnicity, and a colorful mosaic. In doing research from my novel, and there's a link in it to my novel um, on my blog, which there's a link to that in the show notes, I became a history buff. I was fascinated with ancient Roman Empire and how they ruled all over Europe, including Hispania, the Iberian Peninsula, where some of my ancestors came from. Last year, I took advantage of the sale at Ancestry.com as for Father's Day. I got my DNA tested. I was curious. I was sure that I had Italian blood in me. I was really surprised when I got the results back. No Italian, but a wild mixture of everything else. Uh, and you can click on over to my blog and I um, have a picture with the map of my ancestry and all the percentages. So, and I've written about my ancestry before, um, but um, Ancestry DNA sent me an updated DNA profile. Um, in any rate, my mother would have freaked. Her precious, pure Spanish heritage was not so pure after all. I did some more research. Here's how I think it all played out. The smaller the percentage, the further back in your family tree it is. So Hispania, the Iberian Peninsula. Spanish and Portuguese are about equal combined in my DNA to 72%. Portugal was not its own country until 1492. At that point, they had their own language, which to me sounds like a mixture of Spanish, French, and Italian. My last name is Portuguese. Aguiar, not Aguilar, which is Spanish with the L in there. Yes, 1492. Columbus actually went to the king of Portugal first to get financing for his voyage west, but was unsuccessful. As history shows, he was financed by Queen Isabella and King Ferdinand of Spain. My paternal grandmother's maiden name is Colón which is Columbus in Spanish. And I tried to trace my lineage to see if I was related to Chris, but mm -mm, no luck. Um, maybe a distant cousin, but I couldn't find a direct connection. Anyway, one of my great-grandfathers was born in Galicia, Spain. That's a Celtic cultural stronghold the, um, in um, the uh, far northwestern corner of Spain. The Celts were all over Europe. They even ended up in what's now Turkey um, in Galatia, Galatia, the church to whom Paul wrote his letter. Well, that explains the 14% Irish, Scottish, English, Wales combination in my DNA. In doing research on the Celts, the Vikings came up. They, they too were all over Western Europe. That explains the 1% Norwegian. The Basque are an interesting mix of French and Spanish culture. I have 2% Basque. I traced one of my paternal ancestors back to a doctor with a French name who decided to take advantage of the free land the Spanish were giving away in Puerto Rico just before the Spanish-American War. He or his wife may have had Basque ancestry. The Jewish 1% has to be Sephardic Jews who came from Israel when the temple was destroyed in 70 AD. 
or before then, but you're not quite sure. Many of them were the first Christians in Hispania that Paul talked about visiting in his letter to the Romans. Now we get to Senegal and North Africa. In the 700s, the Moors invaded Spain and conquered all except a small area in the north where Galicia is in the northwest corner. That explains the 1% North African. What about the 2% Senegal? Ah, that's where it starts getting interesting. As the Portuguese and Spanish colonies were being populated, people were needed to work the plantations on the islands. The indigenous peoples, the Taino Indians in this case, were hard to enslave because they kept running away and since they knew the islands, it was hard to catch them. That's when the African slave trade started in the Americas and the Portuguese were big in the industry. Now, it doesn't surprise me that these mostly white guys found these dark-skinned women attractive. Hmm, I'm leaving it there. Everyone should get their DNA tested. I bet some surprises will come up. I didn't tell my mom about the DNA results. I knew she wouldn't believe them. As I watched the video uh, embedded over in my blog, uh, something Kevin said hit home. He said, my tribe is a Christ Jesus. Yes, all Christians belong to one family. We are all children of God. And even though I have 1% Jewish DNA, which means I've got Abraham's DNA, I traced my heritage all the way back to Abraham. But as a Christian, I have Christ's DNA in me as the, in the Holy Spirit. A few months ago, I got a call from the local blood bank where I donate regularly. They needed my blood in specific to help a baby with sickle cell anemia. Now, that is a disease mostly affecting black people. And I wonder if that 2% Senegal and 1% North African DNA factored in. God only knows. But that makes me think. All these people married and had kids, who married and had kids, on and on till my parents married and had me in Puerto Rico. I think about a mosaic design. It starts out with broken pieces of colored ceramic. Then the artist places them in a pattern to make a beautiful work of art, like the picture at the top of my blog. God is the artist. I'm going to read from Isaiah chapter 64, verses 7 through 9. Yet no one calls on your name or pleads with you for mercy. Therefore, you have turned away from us and turned us over to our sins. And yet, O Lord, you are our father. We are the clay and you are the potter. We are formed by your hand. Don't be so angry with us, Lord. Please don't remember our sins forever. Look at us. We pray and see that we are all your people. And if you click on over to my blog at the bottom, I embedded the video. Please watch it. Solideo Gloria. To God alone be the glory. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you realize that I don't want you to be left behind. Jesus said in Revelation 3 verses 20 through 22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. If you have any comments or questions, please feel free 
to reach out to me via my website or social media. Make sure you download my favorite free Bible study apps, YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. These will make it easy for you to get into the habit of reading the Bible daily. Oh, and don't forget to hit the subscribe subscribe button, then the share button. The good news of Jesus Christ is meant to be shared. Soli Deo Gloria. To God alone be the glory.